Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Conscious Man Podcast. I am your host, Scott Pagliaccio, and uh, this podcast is designed to help you grow and develop. So we bring on people who are in the growth and development field. We have coaches, we have uh, psychologists, psychiatrists uh, in fitness and in health and in all areas of your life so you can become the best version of yourself. We bring them on so they can bring you practical tools and tips so you can better your life. And uh, today's guest is no exception. John McHugh, uh, he is a trainer at Boxstar on Elmwood Avenue in Buffalo, New York. Uh, welcome to the podcast, John. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, brother. So before we get started, just so you can give the listener a little snapshot into your life, you know, give, give us about a minute two minutes, what you're up to in the world. What's going on for you? All right, well, my name is John McHugh. Uh, like you said, I'm a personal trainer. Uh, I run the classes over at Boxstar Training. Uh, I've been working here for about two and a half years. Uh, personal training is, is something new that I've gotten into. Um, I wasn't always very physically healthy, uh, active. You know, I wasn't on top of things mentally. Um, I actually went through a couple challenging parts of my life uh, after college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was a little lost, jumping sales job to sales job. Um, I found myself back in Buffalo after I was in school in Chicago. Um, at, during that time, I think I had five sales jobs in four years. Um, you know, I couldn't really find my, my footing. I was good at certain things and I would fall off very quickly. Um, one of my really good friends, Nina Latiri, she owns Savoy right down the street. She actually brought me into this gym uh, right after they opened. Uh, I think it was about three and a half years ago. And uh, after that first boxing class, uh, my life completely changed. Uh, I don't know if it was the endorphins, if it was the high intensity, the music, um, just the feeling of accomplishment after I finished that class. And I knew, man, this is something I want to do. So after getting an unlimited membership, I came here every single day. I hammered it away. Uh, one of the owners, Drew, he noticed that I had really been putting in the time. His brother, Mike, noticed as well. And uh, they Big needed- shout out to Mike yeah, and big Drew, shout man. Out to Mike. Big shout out. Um, so, you know, I found myself, uh, you know, they needed a little bit of help. I was a little bit short on cash and we made a deal where I was running their Wednesday night class for a free membership here. Um, and that kind of blossomed into me eventually taking over more and more responsibility here. And, uh, now I'm, I'm working here seven days a week and I'm happier than ever, man. Oh, wow, man. That's an amazing story. And I know right now, like I remember seeing a post of yours on Instagram, you're in school getting a strength and conditioning uh, certificate or a couple, isn't that right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, working here, I always wanted to progress and keep learning. Um, the other, like I said, my, uh, my bosses, Mike and Drew, they're both certified as personal trainers with the ISSA, International Sports Institute. Yeah. Um, so I jumped on that. Uh, I got certified as a personal trainer. Um, after that, I, I took a couple, I took the initiative to take a nutrition <laughs> course. And now I just submitted that strength and conditioning coach and I should be getting an email back today with my results. So I'm excited to uh, start this new chapter of life and keep progressing in the fitness industry. You know, it's really, it's really changed my life. I mean, physically I was out of shape before, but I think mentally I was in worse shape. And yeah. I think that taking the time to slow down, switch, switch gears and, you know, slowly rev it up. Um, between mind and body, you know, mm. it's not just getting in here and hammering the bags, but also hammering the books a little bit as well. Yeah, man, that's a great segue. Let's go right into like, uh, it's mental, it's mental health and mental health awareness month. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, like what's going on for you? Uh, are you like taking part in that or is there something 
you specifically are doing or you're promoting or so there's a nice little trick uh that i do every year and it's called sober october this mm. is the third year i've done it right. you know sobriety isn't for everyone um you know it is fun to go out and have a good time with your friends sure but it's also i think a great month to focus on uh what you're doing in your life uh not getting distracted by drinking way too much uh down in ellicottville <laughs> because it's Oktoberfest, yeah. or skipping your workouts because you're too hungover or not submitting that uh, strength conditioning course because i decided to go party instead so i find it's a great time to focus take a month off there's no holidays you don't have to skip a good time with your family or anything like that and uh really just hammer away at what what am I doing this year I've only got a couple months left until you know 2021 what am I making the most out of 2020 and I I, I think October is the perfect time it's a long month I'll tell you that much it is a lot it's 31 days but it's a great time last year I used it to train for my marathon oh, and wow. the year before that I think I really needed it I, I had a couple of addiction problems um, I didn't really no one made me seek help but I thought I better seek help for my, myself before someone's telling me because I'm in the back of a cop car mm. or because I've, you know, encountered with the law or did something to a family member that I regret, you know? So uh, I think that that first month really helped change me. And now I'm just rolling with the punches and, you know, why not? Literally. Why, why, yeah, literally rolling with the punches. And, you know, I take advantage of this month every year and focus on what am I doing for the rest of 2020 to make the most out of it. Yeah, so going into like 2020, that, like I think for the majority of people, like this is a good month to get traction around. You know, we go into, you know, November, December, these holidays where we're, we're eating more, we're drinking more, you know, New Year's, and then there's this big resolution. So I feel like what you're doing makes a lot of sense. I, me personally, I've been sober for almost 20 years. Uh, yeah, congratulations and, and, yeah, on thank that. You. That's, a huge, that's a huge step. Thanks, <laughs> man. I appreciate it, dude. It, and it, you know, it just made sense to me. It just, as I got into fitness, like I see you, you know, you're a young brother, you're, you're you know, you've played sports, but now you're getting into boxing and you're gonna be doing this as a profession. And when I did kind of the same thing, and when I got into fitness, I just saw how that lifestyle just kind of fell away. It, it wasn't, it wasn't conducive to what I was trying to do. I was changing my body, but I realized I was really changing my mind. So it made more sense. Like I was just mentally sharper, mentally more prepared. I felt better. And I, it wasn't like, I, I mean, you know, it was a struggle for sure, but I'm glad I, I kind of left it behind. And like talking about this being mental health and, uh, what is it again? Health awareness month. Health yep, awareness yep. month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like getting some traction this month, moving into the holidays is going to help people. Oh yeah. And so oh, yeah. like, I'm, I'm curious, do you have a support group or are, do you have a group of friends that are on board? With yes. You? Yeah, I do. I what actually can, do. I have a couple close friends who do it with me. Um, some of those close friends have fallen off over the years. Yeah, yeah. Others have stuck with it. I've got a handful of friends who every, every sober October, whether I'm seeing them or not, we all decide to come together and do this. Cool. Uh, mainly, it is a, it is a you know, it's, it's yourself. It's you versus yourself. You know, no one's going to know if I go home and, you know, right. take a little sip of whiskey or smoke a cigar, even though a lot of people say the cigars are okay for sober October. But that's, you know, it's a, it's a personal right. challenge. And, you know, I find that before I had this self-control, just one month will, will really change your perspective. You might even do what you, after one month, you might decide, hey, you, I want to be sober for 20 years because I feel so good. That is, that's the effect the first month had. And I found out that I was just, I had so much energy. I had so much that could be done. And I was just burning time. I was burning my time. I, literally burning a cigarette, burning a joint, burning, burning time at the bar. 
just because I had so much energy. And when I can put that energy to something that's gonna help me the next day, when I come in here and I, I go through this workout and I kill myself in here, then I get endorphin spike, mm. not a hangover the next day. Yeah. And, and I, 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 the, the risk versus reward. You can come in here, yeah, you can go break an arm or something. But if, you, if you're smoking cigarettes, if you're drinking every day, if you're doing all these things that are fun, what's the reward in the end? Yeah, and are fake, they really fun? Fake friends, you know, that could be yeah. one of them. I'm not saying that every time it is, yeah. but go a month with your friends without booze, weed, liquor, smoking, whatever it is that you guys do together mm-hmm. and, and see what's the real friendship. Is there, a, is there a friendship there? Or are you guys just both into abusing your bodies in the same type of way? And I find especially in Buffalo, New York, we love eating, we love Mm. drinking, we love (laughs) the bills, and it's fine, but take away the NFL season, take away all these things. With COVID, we've really been tested as people, and I think that you find your real friends have really shined. And you can tell who's fake and who's real. And you know, sometimes it's not always the worst thing to find out some of your friends are fake. Maybe they need better support groups, maybe they need different friends. Um, and maybe they're the thing that's been weighing you down. So yeah. I, I, I just, I, I find that it really enlightened me and, it, and it's a positive thing. It's not a negative. It's not to say that some people can't go out and drink and have a good time. Right. But it's not to say you can't be productive f- for an entire month. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And sometimes what I, in my experience, like you gotta let certain people go. Cause you're like, I see you, you know, since we met and you told me what's going on for you, you're, you're studying, you, you wanna become better. You, you, you're actually, a, you fight. Is it yeah. professionally or amateur? No, that's an am- all amateur. Okay. But I couldn't even have dreamed about that, you know, five years ago. If you told me I was going to go win a fight in the first round, in a two-minute round, win it in the first round, I would, wow. I would not have believed you. I would not. And even before the fight, I would not have believed you. You know, I went in there expecting for the fight of my life. So I trained. I trained my ass off. Uh, Mike and Drew here at Boxstar Training. Big you know, shout out, Mike and Drew. We're not, we're not exactly a fighting gym. We're actually a non-contact gym here. But I had honed in my skills so much, and then we traveled to other gyms, got me sparring time, uh, brought in coaches from other gyms. The guys who are holding your pads here, I mean, with COVID, we're not doing pad work right now, but the guys who come in, hold pads, do all this stuff, they're experienced guys. And I took everything, and I went 110%, and I rolled that guy because, you know, just, just hard work, pure yeah. hard work. And discipline. And I didn't imagine. have an edge. And after I won the fight, I, I, I heard, you know, oh, that guy's a boxing coach at Boxstar. I'm a trainer here, it's true. I am a trainer. But just because I focus on my craft doesn't mean it was unfair. (laughs) Yeah, well, did the the other guy not fight ever? Or I had, that was my first fight. It was his first fight. Oh, okay. Um, So you had some. And and then I had, and then COVID kicked in one, two days ahead of my second match in the Golden Gloves. It's a series of three fights. If you can win three straight fights, you win the Golden Gloves. So I was on on to the second round. Um, In my opinion, I was going to be fighting a younger kid from Syracuse. He didn't really move his feet much. Uh, he didn't really have like the aggression that I have in the ring. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a, in a yeah, minute. Yeah, Controlling that aggression. And, and uh, you know, I, I really think that, you know, there was no reason why my hard work and efforts wouldn't have gotten me a couple more wins. And hopefully, you know, all amateur fights are s- suspended for this year, for 2020. Mm. Thanks, uh, Governor Cuomo, for that. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, all amateur, f- <laughs> all amateur fights are suspended for this year. So you know what? Next year, I'll just come in, strap down, and, and just restart it. You know, yeah. I, my goal isn't to be a professional fighter. My goal is to, to get my feet wet enough, get enough experience where when I'm training other people, I, I have that, that knowledge, that firsthand knowledge of what it takes to really get knocked down and get back up yeah. and, and win a fight. Yeah, it's super. I mean, I noticed for me, this is super humbling, man, because I have no awareness around fighting. And just a few pointers that you've given me, has, it's helped, but 
it's still, man, this is fucking hard work, man. This is like nothing I've ever done before. So I just want to give you a big shout out for like, you know, you've, you've come a long way in a short period of time. Like what you're up to in the world is really inspiring. And that's kind of what this segment is about. It's about like ordinary people that have extraordinary stories. Cause we're all, you know, we're all ordinary. We're, you know, there, nobody's been given anything. I don't have anything that you don't have. You don't have anything that I don't have. Michael Jordan is not better than me. They just practice. You just practice. You set a goal and you executed on it. So like, I'm really curious, like for the listener, like what, how did you get, you know, from where you were? Cause I know you told me too, you were overweight. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, you were mentally lot, unstable, mentally overweight, unstable, overweight, uh, so I'm imagining, unhappy, definitely unhappy. Okay. So I'm imagining some of the listeners out there maybe are experiencing the same thing. And for me, our common ground is fitness. And regardless if it's CrossFit or boxing or whatever it is that this is something that you utilize to help strengthen your mental awareness, your mental fitness. And as a side benefit, you got physically stronger. A hundred percent. Yeah. So that transition was just kind of taking a leap of faith and uh, listening to my friends and my family and uh, them kind of seeing me drag my feet from sales job to sales job, being miserable. You know, I thought it was the right thing to do. My dad's been pretty successful in the insurance industry. I started at a company called WB Mason just selling paper, toilet paper, you name it, anything a business needs. Yeah. And I had fun for a little bit and then I'd burn out. And then I was selling digital signage and I burned out. And then I was like, you know what, let's see what, let's do what dad did. Let's get into insurance. Cool. So I was doing health insurance, I was doing benefits, I was doing all that stuff and it, nothing, there was no reason for me to get up and go to work and be better than the other guys there. I just, I didn't have that feeling of self-worth. Mm. And, um, this is going to throw way back to my freshman year uh, of high school, actually, you know, or sophomore year, rather. I, I went out for the JV soccer team mm -hmm. and I, I was told that I wasn't good enough because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't fit enough. I, 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 my skill was there and there was a couple of kids who made the team. I don't know why they made the team over me, but basically I was a little bit overweight and I made that decision to just take a leap of faith, I, I was slow. I was too slow, which is why I didn't make the team. So I decided to run cross country mm. and then I did track. And then I, before I knew it, I was one of the fastest guys on the lacrosse team. And when it came to junior year, I said, screw soccer. I'm not doing soccer anymore. Yeah. And I took that leap of faith and I, and I stuck with cross country. I ran that through my senior year and running. And then last year I ran a marathon. Wow. And you know, so I, I had ups and downs in between there, but taking that leap of faith to say, this isn't right for me, soccer, Mm -hmm. You know, they turn their back on me. The team doesn't want me to be on their team. I don't need that team. Right. I'm, I'm going to join cross country. Yeah. And I found, you know, for lack of a better term, a bunch of really nice kids, kind of nerdy. You yeah. know, they weren't the coolest kids at school, but they right. were the best friends. Some of the best friends I had at school. And, and I really fell in. I thought I was a jock and I fell in with those kids and they were awesome. They were my friends. Yeah. We had a blast and we were, and it changed my life in fitness. So fast forward, I was out of shape again. I was really sluggish. I wasn't great. I wasn't doing good at work. And my friend, Nina, says, why don't you come to boxing with me? Now, I did not want to go. She basically dragged <laughs> me here. She basically dragged me through that door and just trying something new. You came here, you said, I want to do something that I'm bad at. Yeah. That's basically why I came in here. Yeah. I go, I've been in enough fights. I've lost enough fights to know I'm not very good at fighting. <laughs> yeah. yep. You know, am I yeah. tough? Yeah, I was tough. I could get punched more than the other guy, but I don't think I landed more punches than the other guy ever. <laughs> So what I learned is I gotta, you gotta go out on that edge. You gotta jump into the deep end. 
you know, sometimes you sink, sometimes you float, maybe gauge how much risk you're willing to take, yeah. but take that risk. Yeah. Jump into the deep end, you know, kick your legs as hard as you can until you float. Yeah, man. And, and once you start floating and you get that feeling, you get that really good feeling, like, oh, I'm alive, I did it. And, and pretty soon you're swimming laps, baby, you know? And yeah. pretty soon you're just, you know, I, I, I think I was telling you, I, I had a t 21 days straight where I was working, 21 days straight. No awesome. weekends. It was the best. It was, it was a really good time for me. Yeah. And I could tell you every single other job, I could not wait for Friday. And on Friday, I'd even usually wait till five o'clock. I'd be home walking my dogs by noon. So, this, this is, so <laughs> you what know. you're saying is you have to be vulnerable. You got to put yourself out there, find out what you're good at and what, what you, you know, you, you said you started in, uh, what, did you say lacrosse? Yeah, well, yeah well, and you, well, I didn't make the soccer team. I was soccer always, team, yeah, exactly. that's what it was. And they, they kind of shunned you. Sh yes, and, You know, exactly, that's got to yeah. hurt. Like, so you get rejected. I used it as fuel, man. Right. I used it as fuel. Right. And, yeah. And that's great for the listener to hear is that you're going to be rejected. You're going you're gonna to not be great at something. And that's okay. You know, you didn't take that and just crumble and, like, collapse inside yourself. You took that as fuel. And then you went to the next thing. Like, I'm just because they say that I'm not good enough doesn't mean I'm and not don't look back. good enough. And don't look back. Yeah. Just do your new thing and, and stick with it. And, and I think one of the most important things is being who you are, doing what you'll do. Don't do something for someone else's approval. Right. I didn't, and initially I ran cross country so I could come back and make varsity the next year and be really fast and impress everyone. And I realized that wasn't important. What, uh, what was important was me becoming myself, running true. cross country, breaking my own uh, like uh, rules in my brain that I had set that I can't, I can't run a 5K in under 20 minutes. No, I did it. Wow. I can't run a marathon in under four hours. Well, I did it. Wow. You know, I went from not being able to run a mile about four years ago. I, I think four and a half years ago is when I made this transition. Something in my mind ticked. And I go, I want to start being athletic again. Mm. When I was in high school, when I was doing sports, that's when I felt best. Yeah. You know, I wasn't star on the football team or anything like that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to relive the glory days or something like that. But that is when I wasn't dependent on drugs. I wasn't dependent on alcohol. I wasn't dependent on friends to make me feel good. I would go home, do my work. And I just felt like I had a different work ethic. And I, to strive to get back to that, I just started running. And then I got in the gym. And then once I was in here, I was presented with an opportunity to run the New York City Marathon, wow. which was all, That's I think that was probably the last year it's ever going to be the same. Mm. I mean, there was 2 million people there. I don't think there were, the bridges, there were no fans. Other than the bridges that you were running, there were thousands of people cheering you on the whole way. I mean, it was one of the most incredible races, most ex incredible experiences in my life. Shout out to my friend, Will Kessler, who set me up with that. Big shout out, yeah. Will Kessler. Thank you, Willie K. Hey, you know what? Let's give a big shout out to the soccer team for... for oh, yeah. Not, for thanks, thanks, Mr. Stuff. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't have been... Oh, honestly. And he was a good guy. Perhaps. It wasn't personal. It definitely wasn't personal, but... You know, I know that they made room for some, some friends of some of the better kids on the, on the team. And you know what? I, I hope they made the right decision, you know? Yeah. They probably didn't need me on the team. Um, and you know what? I just, yeah, I branched off. I found much better things. Played rugby. I mean, I played a lot of different... I mean, in high school, I played a ton of different sports. I got a lot of different experiences, which I think helped me realize how much boxing, how awesome boxing is. Because I played squash, which is very similar to yeah. rac racquetball. Yeah. Um, I played, so non-contact sports, I played rugby, I played lacrosse, uh, soccer, didn't play soccer, ran indoor track, cross country, you name it. I've really experienced a lot of different team sports, Little League football, 
Um, basically, any sport where I could hit someone for a while, I was playing those sports. And you like that because and I, well, I don't know what I don't know what it is, but uh, I think you know, that's I, deep in us as men. Is we is is that type of physical contact is competition. Yeah, one, I like the one on one though, because in a boxing ring, you don't have your teammates. In rugby, it's it's a it's a comforting feeling because you got fourteen other guys with you. Yeah. You're out on the on the pitch. It's you and fourteen other guys, and a lot of them are bigger and stronger than you. And you're ah, oh, he's got my back. Oh, I got the eight man. I got this big eight man behind me. I was playing fly half, which is kind of like quarterback. And whenever I'd go down, the eight man's the first time to sweep the big guys off of you. Mm. And I always had these big guys around me to make you feel, to make you feel better. Yeah. And when you're in the boxing ring, it's just you. It's totally mental. Uh, if you mentally break, it doesn't matter how physical, how strong you are, you're going down. Yeah. And you have to stay. It, it's such a, ment- a mind and body. I mean, I say that all the time. It's, it's, it's just as much mental as it is physical. And if you're stronger mentally than the other guy, odds are you're physically beat him out. And I love that. Even when you're in here, it's you versus the bag. And, oh. and it's just a three-minute round, and no one's hitting you back. And it's still a mental, <coughs> mental challenge. And then when you work from that, you usually work to body work, which is is boxing, but you're, you're not including headshots. And, and then you're like, oh my God, I can't hit the guy. The guy keeps moving every time I throw a punch. So then you have to adjust to that. And then you start sparring and then you get in the ring and, and it's on. And it's, it's a fun, it's a really fun progression. But there's not, nothing easy about it. No, you're right, man. And, I, I was fucking humbled today when I was, you know, throwing the leg kicks. Like I, I, when I first got here, I'm like, cool, I'm hitting the bags. This is easy. Yeah, this is fun. But then I'm starting to notice the pain in my hands. And then I'm starting to kick with my shins. And I'm like, this fucking hurts, man. And my instinct is like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore because it hurts. But then I'm like, you know what? I came in here because like you, I, I'm, I want to be more mentally strong. I want to do something that I suck at and not quit. That's been a pattern in my life is to get into something that's challenging and then run away because it's too hard or it hurts or whatever. And you're not ever going to get to, you know, any uh, great point in your life if you don't go through some fucking pain. Like being vulnerable, what you did, like instead of quitting back when the soccer coach, you just used it as fuel. And I think for the listener, it's a great testament that life fucking hurts. Life is not easy, it's not linear, and you're gonna go through some fucking pain. And if you wanna get to where you wanna go, if you wanna be successful in business or boxing or whatever it is, you're gonna go through some fucking shit. Oh yeah, big time, yeah. So what, yeah. Would, you, what would you say to the listener that's out there that's, you know, let's say they wanna come in boxing. Like me, I was in here and I'm kicking the bag and you know, I'm learning this stuff and I'm like, fuck man, this hurts, I really don't like this. How did you get, did you have a point where you were like, Man, I don't know if this is for me. This kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, I remember. I, yeah, I like to. I, I think I did that? say that I came in here and I started every day, every day. Now, I, I think I did ease into it. Now that I think about it, I think I was like, I, I could do this three days a week. I got to alternate days, yeah. you know. And I'd come in and I would be ready to puke, and I was so out of shape. And you got to like, you got to use it as, as fuel. A lot of people come in. Especially, I, I do personal training uh, on Niagara Street at a different, uh, separate gym. Yeah, well, and, and a lot we're of people put all that stuff in the. Yeah, that's Impact uh, Impact Training Seven One Six. Shout out to Chris Holly. He's uh, uh, my Chris. boss over there. Um, he, he he's the first one who gave me a, a, a chance once I got certified as a personal trainer. Just started working there, and we have a lot of clients who come in. They're like, I'm so out of shape. You know, it, you know, I feel so bad. I didn't really do good at that workout. No, you did awesome. I tell them you did awesome. I, usually I have four or five people scheduled and only three, three or four, you know, three show up. Let's say 50% usually. Yeah. I go, listen, you could have been one of the people that showed up, but you showed up and you put what you had in yeah. 
and that was enough. Yeah, you man. don't feel bad because you come into our boxing class and someone who's been coming here for two years runs circles around you. You can't feel bad about that. What you have to do is feel good about not sitting on your couch and eating a bag of potato chips or whatever it is that you've done. And it's progressive little changes. So don't think that you need to become vegan and start working out for two hours a day and quit <laughs> right. your job and become a personal trainer because that's not how you make the transition. Right. Transition is going to work out for that first day. Yep. That's your transition. Just go, just do it. Yeah. And maybe if you can come three times a week, that's great. And if you like that and you enjoy it, keep it three times a week. If you think that you can progress, keep progressing. Yeah. Okay. If you're going to switch from a bag of potato chips to an apple and you enjoy eating that apple instead, or you enjoy eating that salad instead of a chicken finger sub, everyone loves chicken finger subs. Yeah. But if you can enjoy replacing that with something that's going to fuel your body more efficiently and you're going to feel better about it, do it yeah. and make those little progressive changes. You don't need to, to, to like, I don't know. Change everything yes, all at once. Everyone overwhelms it. And then you do that and it lasts a month or you do one of these six week quick fix programs yeah. where they take your picture and make you push your belly out and then they take a picture of you flexing yeah. and you feel really good about yourself because you did something for six weeks and then six weeks later you're right back to picture one. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. what I recommend to people is don't worry about losing 20 pounds in six weeks. Right. Don't worry about running circles about everyone in the gym. You're not going to be the best one here on day one. Yep. But Every day, if you can come in and learn one new thing, if you can come in here and add one new boxing technique, if you learn one new thing in our workouts, you're, gonna, you're progressing and yeah. you're getting better every day. Yeah. And if you come in and you're worse every time you're here, it's probably not the thing for you. Maybe you gotta pr progress somewhere else. Yeah. Maybe you do like poetry. Maybe you're a painter. Maybe, you know, there's a million different things that, fitness isn't for everyone. Fitness isn't gonna fix your mental problems or your physical problems always. Yeah. But it is a good place to start. You might as well jump in the deep end. Yeah. See if you like it. Yeah. Well, I've never worked out before. A lot of people. I've never ever worked out in my yeah. life. Well, how do you know if you like it? Right. <laughs> you gotta try. Yeah. You've you never gotta... tried it. Yeah. And, and same goes for the other things. I was very artistic person. I liked. I really liked visual arts. I like photography. I like a lot of different things. And it never really got got me going how this did. I would always supplement. Oh man, let's get, let's have a couple drinks and do this or do you know? I was always supplementing things t to make me feel good while I'm doing those, and I find I can wake up in the morning and work out and feel better than any other thing that I've done. Yeah. And it's not it's not saying that is the same for everyone, but maybe you come in here, you accomplish your workout, and then you go home and you you write the best uh, haiku you've ever written or whatever it is because you have that clarity, you have that ambition, that drive, that sense of accomplishment. And a lot of people, they, they don't get anything done in a day. They feel like they're drowning. And if you can come here for a 45 minute workout and finish it, you feel good. Yeah, I feel great. And also one of the things I wanna to add to, like for the listeners, having community is super important. I think, like in having accountability, like you were talking about your buddies and this uh, mental, uh, mental health awareness month, like having accountability and then having people call bullshit on you when you're not, when you're not doing your part. Like not just, hey man, good job, but like patting you on the back, like good job doing it. But like, hey man, you're not fucking showing up. Like I, I like that kind of accountability. People calling me forward, not like, yeah. you know, not in a shaming or a blaming way, but like, hey man, listen, you, you, you committed to doing this. Like, so what's up? What's going on for you? Are you, are you okay? Is there something going on? Like, so that's what I find that like the environment in here and meeting you, like you have that, you have that energy of like, Hey man, I feel like if I didn't show up, you'd be on the phone calling me up like, yo, Scott, what's going on, man? Why aren't you, you here? Yeah, you didn't show up for 6 a.m. two times in a row or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. 
and people support. hate that, but only your true friends will do that for you. Only your true friends are really going to do that for you. And um, I don't. I, it's 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 interesting though. Like you know, you you got to walk that fine line where you don't want to piss people off or or make them seem like you're talking them down or right. or like they have problems or issues. But sometimes they do have problems or issues, and you want to address them and help your friends. Yeah. Um, that's why you know. Like so, I, I I have this idea of moving forward of of trying to get some of my friends move in and, and in that direction. A whole month sober it is it's intimidating. Now I'm gonna take I'm gonna take November and just do my thing. But starting in December, I've I me and my friends have a new plan of scratching sober October for next year and doing the first week of every single month yeah. take seven days and be sober. Wow! And I think that that's. A, a, a much better progression and maybe maybe October hits and we do a whole month again but I'm not sure how it's gonna work yet I'm still working out the details but get more people because seven days is a lot less intimidating but when you look at the year now you're three months sober if you do the first week of every yeah, single man. month yeah. so so as opposed to one month sober where it's really hard we can do one week a month where it's easier yeah. but you, st you you'll still gain that clarity maybe maybe I'll inspire some people to be sober forever and I'm not saying that that's the best solution for everyone but it can't hurt it no. really can't hurt to be sober I mean you save money you save effort you save time I mean Man, if I, if I could add up all the money that I've wasted on alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, and put the, had that in the stock market, man, I mean, <laughs> I'd, I'd have a lot more money in the yeah, stock market. Yeah, you'd be owning your own now. Yeah, gym. yeah, I'd have my own gym. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea. Like, I mean, just personally speaking, it, it was the best thing that I ever did. But And I'm not, like, one to push my, I'm not, like. It's not for everyone. No, nah, man, if you, I, I get it. You know, I, I'm not, I, I, I totally understand. But then it just makes so much sense, man, like the mental clarity the you feel better like you know you're doing you're more productive uh but i like your idea man well, like, one, one of my ones i don't mean to cut you one yeah. of my favorite responses to the sober october is i don't have a problem with anything so i don't need to do that right oh really you don't have a problem with anything then don't then give it up for a month yeah oh no i can't do that oh okay so you have no you have no attachment to this mentally or physically yeah so, so we were yeah so we, back, no, we, back i think it. everybody has an attachment <laughs> to something like it's it's challenging to let go and again you need support you need i needed support i needed community i needed you know fitness was my thing that's how i got sober for you know almost 20 years like it was it just fell away like the the more fit i got the more you know i i started doing it as a living and when you're a personal trainer and you're in this environment it's not it, it didn't feel conducive to my lifestyle so it wasn't like hey i got to go to aa that's okay too if that's what you have to use to get sober, you know, uh, it, I'm totally down for whatever, man, what meditation, yoga, fit, you know, uh, CrossFit, rock climbing. As a matter of fact, I just did a, a, a piece or a podcast a week ago with a buddy of mine who he works for a company called Phoenix, man. And that's what they do. Their prescription for, uh, sobriety is through fitness. That's like, it's like AA, but instead of going to a meeting, you go to a uh, you go to a CrossFit class, you go to a boxing class, you go to yoga, you go to whatever. So there I would imagine for the people that it sticks with, it's highly more highly effective than just sitting down. Yeah, man. Because a lot of these people, the reason why they're addicted, they like moving, they like grooving, they like yeah. getting that energy out, they like laughing, they like having a good time. Yep. But little did you know, you don't have to be at a bar to do those things. You, you don't have to be at a club to do those things. You can come here and move your body. We got music blasting. You're sweating. Your endorphins are pumping. I mean, maybe it's not like MDMA. <laughs> no. But yeah. it's a nice, you get a nice buzz in here. Everyone's on your team. 
And you know, you might not know the people to the bag left, to the left of you or the right of you, but when you stop and you look over and that person's still hitting that bag, even if they don't, they don't even have to say anything. It inspires you to keep moving. Yeah. And everyone's working together. And then when they yell sprawl and everyone drops together and gets back up, it's it's an awesome feeling. It is. And and you could do anything. Like you said, I think that you're, you're pretty into cross CrossFit, correct? Uh, yeah, and I'm loving this and boxing I'm sure, though, man. Like, yeah. This is, it, well, for me, I did CrossFit for eight years, but boxing and yoga were two things I wanted to do because I'm not good at them. Like, I'm okay at CrossFit, and I don't know if you could ever be excellent, like yeah. top-tier yeah. athletes, but for me... Some of that's genetic, some of that's, yeah. yeah like, I wanted yeah, to grow. I wanted, like, it's, it's going back to the vulnerability piece, man. Like, when you're not good at something, and you, I had to step into this place not knowing anybody and not being good at saying, hey, I had to raise my hand as a man and say, uh, you know what, I... I I suck at this. I need help. I have no I clue help. what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I have yeah. no clue what's going on. Uh, I'm going to come in here. That's scary for a lot of people, especially as a man. We're not taught vulnerability growing up. We're taught, like, you should have it all figured out. Get your fucking shit together. Handle it. And here I am coming in here like, hey, dude, I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I need some help. You know, and you rose to the occasion. You know, you didn't make me feel like a, a fucking schmuck. You're like, no, man, you welcomed me. You brought me in. And you shared your story with me, which had me feel connected to you. And I think like that's the big thing around, you know, coming in and being vulnerable and being in a space where no, you don't know anybody. I find that when you ask for help, when you model that, when you show up and you're like, hey, I need some help here, people meet you, you know? You might be rejected, but but so the fuck what? Look at when you got rejected. It. it T turned you towards your passion. Yeah, man. use those rejections. Use them as fuel. Yeah, don't get don't get sad. Get mad. And that was like I talked to the said like in the ring you have you have this aggression, right? Yeah. And it, and it's all about focus. It's all about focus. It's all about honing in on when to feel what. You know, there are times to be sad. There are times to be happy. Yeah. There are times to be mad. There's times to be aggressive. And I, I just find that my mind is much better organized when I come in here and I could be a maniac on the bag and get out that unwanted. I, I mean, I definitely have ADHD and for the longest time I was prescribed Adderall. Yeah. And I don't think that helped me a bit. It helped me get my school work done. It helped me pull a lot of all-nighters in college. Yeah. And it helped me push my agenda. Like, oh, that's not due until tomorrow. Ah, I'll take an Adderall tonight and write, write 12 hours of papers. Right. It was not good. Now, I, like you said, the sobriety. I like to go to bed early and I like to not drink because when I get up in the morning, I get more done and I do it better and I do it faster. And then when I do drink or I do have a good time, it's, it's reserved. You know, that's, yeah. that's, it's a special occasion. It's all about organizing when to feel what. So when I'm in here or in the ring and I can take out that aggression, the second that bell rings, I, I was hugging the guy after the fight. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah, we yeah. went in the middle. We, you know, I totally respect the guy. I have no bad feelings for him, but I, I smashed his face in as hard as I could. Yeah. And I think it is, it's a time, you know, don't go do that to a stranger on the street or in a bar. That's the wrong time to do it. Yeah. But if you could find the right times to, to organize your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, as a man, a lot of like there's there we're told to hide our emotions yeah. don't be emotional yeah. there's not never a time to be upset you always have to lead by example no you you'll get to that point perhaps you'll get to that point yeah. when you're like 60 or 70 and even then you might not be at that point but i think you have to have a time where you could be sad you could be emotional a time for growth a time for learning you're not you don't you're not always going to know the answers and if you act like that people probably aren't going to like you 
yeah, and yeah. you're not going to make any progression. Yeah, I, I think that what you said about men not having a lot of emotional awareness and we've been taught to stuff it is part of the problem in what's going on in the world, man. So what I heard you say, you know, you, you differentiated between you were in a fight and you were doing this, you know, as a, as like a profession or as, you know, and at the with end, the rap, you hug with, the guy. Yeah, yeah. So it's not personal. No. So I think having that, especially for men, having emotional intelligence is like training boxing. For me, that's been my experience. Like nobody taught or modeled how to, how to handle my emotions. Feeling, you, you need to feel your feelings and they're just feeling, it's energy in our body it's not being caused by anything outside of us. Like that guy, because he said something to me, doesn't make me feel a certain way. So having that awareness, I feel is super important. And so it's like for me, training in emotional intelligence, in intelligence was like going to a boxing ring. I sought out a mentor who could teach me how to deal with that inner fucking shit that was going on for me. And I don't think it's any different for boxing. If you wanna have a great relationship and you wanna have emotional intelligence, you got to go to the gym and you got to work those muscles. You know, yeah. otherwise you're projecting your shit all over your friends and your family. And or suppressing it with alcohol and drugs. There you go. Yeah. That's my thing, man. Why yes. are people using drugs and alcohol? Why are they? Because there's this suppression. They're uncomfortable with their regular state. They're, yeah. they're uncomfortable with the, the state of their mind. They have pressure. They have credit card debt. They have this and that. And then they don't address it. How do you, how you address your credit card debt? Spending $100 more at the bar. Yeah. G good idea. Yeah. That's not gonna help, buddy. Like, I, I hate to say it, but I've seen that happen so many times. And um, it, it's just, you know, take that time to, to just focus on what's important. What do I need to get done? What, what can I do this month that will help me next month? Not make yeah. things worse for me next month. Not cover up the problem. Right. Not pull your head the sheet over your heads and cry. You know, why don't yeah. you get out of bed, make your bed, get something done, <laughs> I like get that. up, make your bed, take a shower, go hit a workout, do whatever it is that, that you can line up in your morning. Little successes, just one little thing at a time. And if you can get up and accomplish a couple things, now you go to work, it's not so scary to get those things done that you haven't been getting done. Yeah. Now, when, when you talk to your spouse, your significant other, whoever it is, you're not afraid to bring up maybe some issues that you've been having and address those issues. Progress. Maybe maybe it's letting go of someone in your life that's been dr dragging you down. Yeah. Maybe it's helping that person in your life that's been dragging you down, bringing them up. I don't know what it is, but yep. I think it is important that I instead of suppressing, it's a mental health awareness. Yep. Don't hide. Just address it. Just talk to someone. Having a friend. If you don't have a friend, go find a friend. Go go to a class like you. Like you came in here, you didn't know anyone. Now you probably know 15 people through this gym in two weeks. Yeah. You know, maybe they're not your best friend, but you could. No. You we're here talking right now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. After class, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. I I just I find that my life has completely changed when I stopped centering it around having a good time and started centering it around progressing my life and being a better person and, and helping people that aren't just myself because the more I find myself helping other people, the more they're helping me. I love that, man. Say a little bit more about helping other people because I think that's a really important piece, especially now, man. Like, So like in sales, you're helping yourself. Like I, I don't care what you, yeah, I'm selling you life insurance that maybe when you die, you're, you, maybe you think about it like, oh, when I die, that kid's helping me out. Not really. They, we were taught to knock on doors to make money. Right. They, they, uh, they kind, you know, they tried to make you feel good about helping people, but really, you're there to help yourself. When I go to a business with uh, trying to sell them whatever I was trying to sell, 
I was there to help myself. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. That's the bottom line. You're there. If they don't need anything, oh, that's okay. And you just walk out. No, that's not sales. Sales is getting that sale. Like you hammer it. And hammering it away. And now, when someone walks in this door, or when I refer someone to the gym, I do, I really feel I'm genuinely helping them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there is no doubt in my mind that when you do a $50 unlimited month here with gloves and wraps, that you, I am helping you. That I'm not taking your money. If anything, we're like barely break. Like you know, that's an awesome deal. That's yeah. kind of unheard of. But when you pay that, let's say you're paying that hundred dollars a month for an unlimited membership, I, I feel like you are getting so much out of that. You, you'll be able to attack life better. I, I'm helping you physically. I'm helping you get in shape. But I'm also helping you mentally of just conquering something in your day. And I know when I can coach you through an awesome session here that you're going to go do something else awesome in the day. Yep. And that's, my, that's what drives me. It's having someone come in saying they can't do it. Oh, I'm so out of shape. I'm so this. I'm so that. And then we have clients who, uh, one girl who, who's come here, she's lost over 70 pounds wow, since man. day one. And she's not even five feet tall. You wow. know, a, 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 she, huge weight loss. Yeah, a huge, huge progression in her life. She feels, I asked her, and, you know, do you feel so much better on a day-to-day basis? Is it so much easier to do your job? And she's like, yes, I'm so much happier. And you know what? She's not really that physical. She's not really murdering the bags or anything, but she got so much out of this that she, she refuses to stop coming. It's just part of her routine now. Yeah. And same thing with the other gym. I love going there and helping people just accomplish a certain thing. Maybe they don't know how to work out. Maybe they don't know how to motivate themselves, but I'm just kind of like that connector yeah. of just helping them get to their goal. And you know, I don't make anyone come to this gym. I will suggest it. <laughs> yeah, you can't, right? I, you can't make, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm not making anyone do anything. But once you're here, you're mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you. I'm gonna motivate you. I'm gonna make sure you, you don't just take a water break for the whole time. But if you need that, if you're lightheaded, if you're, you know, I'm working with everyone to get the maximum work out of them and teach them as much as I can so that when they move and get a different job or go to a different place, maybe they find another gym. Maybe they're not scared of personal trainers. You know, you want to yeah. be their friend and their mentor and, you know, help them mentally, help them physically and, and just make them believe. And a lot of people don't have that. You're right, man. And, and I, I, I want to add another piece, man. Like being someone's mentor and being someone's support doesn't mean just supporting them because over support kind of burns you out. And if you, you know what I'm saying? So you, the thing that I'm hearing, that's like the piece that, the, the piece that really gets them over the hump is you challenge them. You got it. You can't just allow them to stay comfortable. You, you push them past their comfort zone. So there's an edge and you have them lean in a little bit. So they, they can become the best versions of them. Yeah. I can't work out for you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I can't work out for you. I can, I can show you, I have a rule for myself. I can show you three times after the third time it's on you. Right. You know, okay. Yeah. And, you know, in the next class, I'll give you another three times. But if I come over and I explain, okay, when I yell sprawl, you're, you're to drop your hips to the ground and pop back up on your feet. Yeah. And then I call it again, and then I explain it again and again. Well, after that third time, if you're not willing to do that, if you're not willing to to, to push your body, that's on to you. That is on you. Yeah. So there's only so much I can do for you. You're right. Yeah. I can't work out for you, but I can guide you. Yeah. And if you're willing to follow my path. And, and like you said, I was no, I had nothing special on anyone. I was smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. I spent more time at the bar than I did at my job. Wow. I just I was on a, a, not a happy camper. And if I can go from over 200 pounds, can't run a mile, 
to running marathons, fighting amateur fights and winning, mm -hmm. I think that anyone can take that initiative to just realize what am I doing with my life? Where is this gonna lead me? And how can I change to, to, to you know, what are my goals and how can I get there? Yeah. And a lot of people that we don't have this, we think we're gonna live forever. You know, it's, it's in 2020, I guess COVID was a little reminder that we're not gonna live forever and everyone freaked out yeah. because 200,000 deaths and you can think what you want politically about that, but a million plus people every year in this country are dying. I think it's 1.6 million people every, and they're young, they're yeah. old. Some of them are babies. Some of them are, you know, sometimes you get lucky and you live to over 80, 90 years old. You should take advantage of today yeah. because there's no guarantees on how, on how long, you know, you, a car crash can get you. Yeah. COVID can get you. Anything, the flu can get you. Both my, my grandparents died of pneumonia. Wow. I mean, just sim very simple things. You don't always get cancer or like something catastrophic. Your house could catch on fire when you're sleeping and you just never wake up. And I think, I think the important thing for people to focus on is today. Mm. What are you going to do to don't wait for tomorrow? Everyone, everyone's, ah, I'll do that later. Oh, I'll do that later. Yep. And then you're like me popping an Adderall to try to cram four days of work into one couple hours or something like that. And you're never going to be your best self. Right you just, you, you, there's no shortcuts. Yeah. And, and it all starts in how can I convince someone to change their life? Just act on it today. Do that thing you were scared of doing. Try that new hobby. I, Find a new job, but quit that job you hate. You know, find a new job first. I'm not telling you yeah, just go yeah. quit your job, but you know, oh, um, like uh, you, you just because you've conveniently been working a job, like for example, like I, I go to uh, Ellicottville. I, I, go, I go mountain biking a lot down there. Cool. And there's one guy every single time I go to Tim Hortons. He's he's super competent. It's very smart, uh, like hard worker. And every time I've been going down there, I've, I've been probably going there for two years. And he's always at that Tim Hortons every time I'm there. He works there. And I want to tell, he works there. And I don't, know any, I don't know anything about this guy, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, if this guy, this guy could do anything, if he works this hard and he's showing up this much at just Tim Hortons, who didn't tell him that he can go do something else? Right. I'm not saying it's, you got to start somewhere. Right. I mean, I worked at doing painting, doing construction, vacuuming front lawns. I wasn't even the painting. They were chipping the paint. I'm vacuuming the front lawn. I mean, I've been at the bottom of the bottom doing the worst work. Yeah. And you got to start somewhere. But if I was still doing that today, something would be up. Something's wrong. Yeah. And like, who didn't tell that guy, dude, you're a hard worker. You're, you nailed this. You know the whole thing. You can learn something different, dude. I mean, maybe he's very happy working at Tim Hortons, but yeah. you could be you could be managing something. You could be doing following your dreams. I mean, it's not to say that his dream isn't working at Tim Hortons, but right. who knows what his real dream is? Go capture that dream. Do what you gotta do, and, t and take a shot, and just take a shot. And for me, I didn't even know it was fitness. I came in here, I discovered it. I was doing I was doing the work from my free membership, and my friend Nina, she looks at me and she's like, "What are you crazy?" You gotta quit your sales job and just keep going with this. Mm. Try to pry some more hours out of Drew. He'll give them to you. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like, and it worked. Wow. And you know, was there a couple months there where I was really tight and borrowing money and here and there and yeah, and, but I got through. And it was the hardest times. And and I think back and those were like the best. Like that was like awesome. And you gotta embrace the grind. And like everyone's afraid of hard work, yeah. but anyone who's become something great when they get to that greatness, they think about the grind. And, they, and I've heard this on a million podcasts. Yeah. The best time was when they weren't making it. 
And you just have to remember that, like the best time is today. I was walking my dogs today and it was kind of cold and the leaves are changing. I'm like, ah, best time of year. Mm. And I thought to myself, damn, I say that a lot. <laughs> yeah. Because the first snowfall, I'm like, ah, best time of year. Oh, it gets warm out in the spring. Ah, best time of year. It's the middle of summer. It's a nice day. Ah, best time of year. And I'm thinking, I'm like, my attitude is changing. Because I don't remember a time where I always thought it was the best time of year. And now I just try to take advantage of every day. That's and, awesome. I, and yeah. So, I don't know. It's little baby steps. Baby steps that you can, that you can maintain. No, this is great for the listener, man. Because you keep hammering that home. It's little baby steps. Getting up in the morning. Starting with just making your bed. Like... For me, overwhelm sets in when I think of the what the big picture. Like, oh my God, I got to change my entire life. I got to get a new job. I got to start getting fit. I got to stop eating. I got to stop doing drugs. And it can overwhelm. And you, you shut the fuck oh, down. Yeah. But what you're saying is, and I hope the listeners paying attention here, what you're saying is take small little baby steps. Incremental steps. Yeah, yes. I want to add something to that. Celebrate, man. I, me personally, I, I only, I'm my own worst enemy where I'm criticizing myself a lot, but I don't fucking celebrate the little wins. And I think if you celebrate these little wins along the way, that it's going to, you know, you're going to remember like, hey, I just, uh, I did my first uh, really good kick today. You know, I'm going to whatever. Yeah, hey, yeah. Good job, Scott. Or, yeah. you know, good job. Today I took no breaks on the bag. Something like, as dumb as that because yeah, yeah uh, for me when I when I turned in that strength conditioning program, I think I had like 24 pages of essays that I wrote for that and I'm not like a scholar, you know, I went to school, I I finished my college degree. It was rough for me, I'm not going to lie. Like yeah. I I'm not really big into reading and writing and and doing all that stuff, but when I finished that, I hit up my friend, my friend Nina who I keep talking about. She's she's awesome. She really helped me through a lot of things. And I went to Breeze Burrito Company, it's right on Elmwood, yeah. and I ate the fattest plate of nachos. <laughs> nice. And, you know, I celebrated, you know, I got all that work done, yeah. and I just, it was a dumb little celebration. I mean, you know, just getting lunch, like something dumb like that, yeah. and just indulging. It was a beautiful sunny day, just went, went out there and just relaxed for a minute, and just reflected on all that hard work that I had put into that, I love you know? That. so. It is about celebrating the small wins and moving forward. Like I, I had this post on my Instagram recently where I was like, focus. You just have to focus, keep your eyes on the prize, and when you get there, just don't stop. Because if you get there and stop, <laughs> you're only progressing so much. So once you get there, it's like Legos. Just keep building that tower. Just keep building. And before you know it, you're going to be a person who you never thought you could be. You're going to be better than you thought. You're going to be, you know, just... You, you, you can really enlighten yourself and challenge yourself. Yeah. And, and I, I, I never thought anyone would want to talk to me and do a podcast or like think that I'm inspiring in any way, shape or form. But you know what? I've just been lowering my head and working so hard that may, maybe I am inspiring. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe things have changed. But I'm not going to embrace that and tell everyone I'm the most inspiring guy or, you know, yeah. I'm just going to keep working hard yeah. and I'm going to keep doing my thing. And there's so many people who are so much better than me at this. I, I'm just going to keep working towards being the best version of myself and, uh, and, and hammering the books even when I don't want to yeah. and, and showing up to work at 6 a.m. when I don't want to, <laughs> you know, and, and it's fun. I mean, I am having fun with it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's a lot more fun than knocking on doors and trying to sell you insurance when you're trying to take care of your kids or do something, you know, yeah. no one wants that. But when you knock on my door, I'm more than happy to train, you know, train you, work with you, you know, so... It's just, yeah, it's funny how things come, come 180. I would say 360. Yeah. 
but I guess it is 180 because 360 is right back where you started. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, you don't want to end up right, <laughs> yeah, right no. back there. So go 180. Don't come 360, folks. Yeah. Just do a 180 and, 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 you know, turn your life around, I guess. That's, that's, you know, and it's not to say that everyone needs to do that. You might have a ton of things going for you. And remember, keep those things that are going well going. Yeah. And just find the things that are slowing you down and try to eliminate those things, you know? Uh, yeah, man. What I hear you saying is constantly, you, I feel like if you're not growing, you're, you're dying. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you, you're a perfect example of, you know, finding your way, man. You didn't know, like for the listener out there, that's like, well, I, it's gotta be perfect. It doesn't sound like your life was perfect. You, but you just kept working and working and you were relentless about finding your way. You tried different things. You were rejected, you know, uh, but you, you didn't let that stop you. And that, that is, man, that's an admirable trait. And for the, for the guy or the girl that's out there, that's like struggling, man, that, you know, they're, they're trying to find their way. They don't know what to do, man. Listening to what you just shared with us is going to, is it, is it inspiration, man? Because mm -hmm. you didn't stop. And, you know, in my own experience of life, I've held myself back multiple times, but listening to you talk has inspired me, man. It really, really has because the message you're sharing, not only with the listener, but with me has me like, yeah, man, I, because I struggle with that every single fucking day. And I'm like, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. I should be doing more. And, you know, I, I was a little nervous to ask you to do the podcast, you know, and if I hadn't, I wouldn't have, I would have not gotten your message that I'm getting right now and it's got me feeling super excited super happy invigorated i'm ready to go and take on the world yeah so. i didn't even know i had this message so thank you for inviting me like honestly it's my pleasure it's brother. it's it's yeah and for all those people out there who you know you are hitting rock bottom you've never felt this bad in your life just think about the people who have never had an issue never had a problem those are some of the most miserable people I know. Yeah, who the fuck never so, had a problem? I don't know. <laughs> I know some of them. Yeah. Money has never been an issue. Uh, success has never been an issue. They come into a, you know, a position where their parents give them to them. They're making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They get the new Range Rover every single year. Mm. Some of those people, you know, embrace your problems, embrace your issues, yeah. embrace having to work towards something yeah. because some of the least happy people I know have everything. And I'm in that world. I went to Kenesha's High School. It's a private school. There were really poor kids there. There were really rich kids there. I have, a, I have a really vast group of friends. And just remember that hitting rock bottom is, is what woke me up. Mm. It's really what woke me up. Because yeah. if I didn't crash so hard, I wouldn't have rebounded the way I did. Yeah. And I think that hitting rock bottom, being really unhappy, deciding to make those changes was the best thing that happened to me. Because if I was mildly successful in sales, I would have just kept doing that for the rest of my life and smoking cigarettes in my car <laughs> and getting McDonald's for lunch or Chipotle or whatever it is yeah. and just not taking care of my body and, and, and not, never achieving my goals. So embrace the suck, embrace when you hit rock bottom, know that there's only, you can only go up from there. Yeah. And then for my people who have never had a problem, Embrace that <laughs> and, and challenge yourself. You, you know, go. maybe you got no problems, but maybe you can do something better. You know, I mean, everyone has something they can work on. So don't feel bad if you're in the worst position you've ever been in. If you're really depressed because of COVID, all these different things, yeah. use it as fuel, use it as fuel, make little baby steps. One little change will, will help you. 
and try to get those endorphins going. I mean, yeah. if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. But if you can get your body moving, if you can get up, make your bed, accomplish something, just get something done in the day and try to try to keep it rolling forward. That's right. that's all my advice for everyone. I love it, man. Now we're we'll, we're winding down. I got one more question for you. I asked. Okay. Every, before we let you plug like your Instagram and wherever you're at, your training stuff, uh, and we'll also include it in the show notes. But I like, you know, uh, the name of the podcast is Co The Conscious Man. And I'm curious, I ask every guest at the end, like, what does that mean? What does it mean to you to be a conscious man? To be self-aware. Mm. Um, and when I was at Kenesha's High School, again, we did these retreats, M-House, Cairo. So you go out and we'd go out to Cradle Beach and we just talk about our feelings, really. We'd get in touch with God. I mean, if you're religious, not religious, that's, that's a, yeah. a totally different thing. God but to be self-conscious, to be self-aware is, is really, like, and it throws it back. Don't just think about yourself. Think about yourself in the world. Mm. You know, where we're at. We're on this rock floating through space. We're the <laughs> only light that we know exists on, in this whole universe, which is infinitely expansive. Yeah. Who knows why we're here? But make the most of it. Yeah. What is your space on this earth? What, why are you a life form? Is there anything after this? You know, be aware of making the most of what, what you got. You know, are you going to be in a history book? Maybe not. But you can impact all those people around you. Mm. And all those people will impact the next generation of people. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy, you, you know, you're just a drop in the ocean. But man, a shark can smell that drop of blood from miles away. And are you going to be that drop of blood or are you going to be another drop of salt water? I, I guess that's, the, you know, yeah. be conscious of, of how you affect other people around you yeah. and, and what, your, what your place is on earth. And, and maybe try to figure that out before you die. I don't, <laughs> Dude, that's I, a, that's a, that's, I love it, man. It's, that's a broad question. Yeah, but. You, but how you impact the world, and that's what you're doing here. You're impacting lives by helping them become healthier. That's beautiful, man. And in closing... My brother, let yep. the listeners know where they can find yeah, you. Yeah, John McHugh, uh, trainer at Boxstar Training, 512 Elmwood. You can go to boxstartraining.com. Um, my Instagram is at Ronnie Drama. Probably going to change that soon, but R-O-N-N-I-E-D-R-A-M-A. Um, you'll find some fitness stuff on there, but mainly you'll see there's a link to Boxstar Training and then Impact uh, Training 716. We're right on Niagara Street. Um, again, there's another link to our page on there. Um, yeah, guys, check it out. If you're kind of apprehensive about working out, come contact me, reach DM me on there, and um, I can tell you, lead you at least in the right direction, and uh, hopefully we'll have some fun. Awesome, man. All, All right, right, man. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Dude, thank you so much for being here, man. I really enjoyed the conversation, and I know there's a lot of gold in there for the listener. So, signing off for The Conscious Man, Scott Pagliaccio and... John McHugh. Thanks, guys. Thanks Peace. for listening.